You're listening to Clock Radio Speakers with Armand and Doc. And now, Side B. All right. What else we got? I mean, we got your man West Side Gun. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> yep. More West Side Gun. More Griselda. A lot of Griselda, man. I told you this. They were they fled the streets this year. I knew that was going to happen. They were going to tour a lot. You can tell that this this is a group that they their plan was to be on the road mm. for sure, but it's not happening, unfortunately. So the uh, so the album's called uh, "Who Made the Sunshine." This is mm-hmm. uh, West Side's Shady Records debut, right? Yep. This is his third project this year. Yeah, and uh, what was the? Oh, I can't even think of the. What was the the record earlier this year? So there was Pray for Paris, That's and the then one. there was uh, Fly Guys and Awesome God too. Yeah, I mean Pray for Paris. I mean people really like that. I think people were sort of talking that up possibly as like a you know one of the albums of the year kind of a thing. Yes, and I think everything shut down because he was going to go to Paris. I think like the rollout and what he would have did with that would have put him in a different category. Hmm. Um, I think Corona Corona shut that down, but yeah, that's to me that's very much. It's probably second to Fly God, only because Fly God like holds like a, a different kind of significance. Um, where yeah, I would say that like how some people just refuse to put anything over reasonable doubt because it's right. his first album and it's you know whatever. Um, I think Fly God's in that same space, but Pray for Paris was really good. I really enjoyed that album. So when we talked about the sort of Griselda shady debut, right? One of the things mm-hmm. we talked about was very clearly they weren't trying to clear a lot of samples, right? So mm-hmm. they took Derringer and they combined him with Beat Butcher to, you know, get some get some play, you know, to, to play some original melodies that Derringer could then chop and and put put his drums on and, and sort of get get close to the Griselda sound, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And so t- no surprise, there's a lot of Derringer and Beat Butcher on this album. But you've got, you know, Alchemist, you've got uh, Just Blaze, you've got Conductor Williams, you got you know. So it's it's not it's not all that. But what what were your expectations going into the project? Uh, I was just hoping that it would be better than Fly Guys and Awesome God too, because that album was really lazy. Um, like I said, like the Griselda sound is starting to run into each other. Mm. You know, they're really flooding the market, but they're flooding the market with the exact same sound. Um, and on one hand, you can't really get mad at them because that's that's what that's what they do. <laughs> like that's, that's yeah. Like that's, you can't expect much else. Like I don't, I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear West Side Gun and Scott Storch. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> but um, yeah, I was just hoping that it, it was better than the last project. Cause I didn't like Fly God 2 at all. And so how did you feel about this project? I thought it was really good. Oh, I thought it was really good. Um, First of all, the first takeaway from this is that the budget or a good chunk of the budget went to mixing and mastering because mm. this might be the best sounding Griselda album I've ever heard. Interesting. Yeah. So Young Guru uh, mixed and mastered it so or mixed it at least. Yeah, he mixed and um, mastered. Okay. So it's clear, clear as day. Right. Clear as day. Go listen to this and go listen to like Hitler Wears Hermes 6 or something. <laughs> like it's night and day. Yeah. Um, so I really liked that. Um, I thought the Butcher and the Blade was really dope. Yeah, I like that song. Um, All Praises is amazing. Um, that beat is ridiculous. I really yeah. like the hook and I like Jada on these Griselda records. Um, <clears throat> the beat for Liz Loves Luger is crazy too. Alchemist destroys this album. Um, you know, it's weird. Like, I like Frank Murphy. It kind of reminds me of like Stroke of Death a little bit. It, yeah, it's got that kind of like discordant kind of sound. Yeah, there's definitely a weirdness to it. Yeah, but it's too long. Yeah, too long. A lot of people on it. Yeah, too many weed carriers. Um, and then ninety eight sabers. I don't know if I like it or not. It's uh, I, it's I think fine. I, I think I want to like it because it's just blazed. I'm like, yo, just in these loud beats, dog. <laughs> just in these loud and and um. I don't like the the like the Halloween sounds on it. It's just it was jarring and not in a good mm. way. Mm. Um, and but I want to go back and I want to talk about your man Slick Rick. Why are there two Slick Rick features on here? 
Well, why not? <laughs> what, what is going? First of all, Ocean Prime is which is Slick Rick and Busta Rhymes and West Side Gun. One of the yeah. weirder songs I've ever heard. Yeah, that's that's can, excessive. It's really strange. Can I get uh, a Grizel a Busta album on Griselda so I can just hear uh, him badly talk about no. like give us cocktails? Not not like this. I don't. <laughs> I want cocktail Busta Rhymes all day. You it's know what, hilarious. You know what the problem is? Is like he hears the slow tempo and he thinks he needs to rap fast, but he, the sound is gritty, like old Busta. So he think like he he can't quite figure out what he's trying to do. He's almost like it's like he's doing a like spoken word. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like he's talking really fast, but then he's still like slower and, and enunciating right. and stopping and pausing in in weird places and Busta is a guy who is known for faster tempos and riding the beat like people aren't listening to Busta for his content people listen to Busta for his vocals his ad-libs um like he himself is an instrument to go along with the music versus like I have something to say and I want to communicate it through this way um but it's it's funny though because he's like oh, I'm on Griselda I gotta I gotta cook coke <laughs> <laughs> It's so funny. But oh. I want to talk about your man Slick Rick on these records. You like him on here? I'm very curious about what a uh, Griselda produced Slick Rick album would sound like. Oh, it's no good. It's so no. weird. It's no. so weird. No. What do you want? But what do you want to hear Slick Rick rap, rap over in, in 2020? <sighs> if, if he's rapping like... Who do you get? Do you just get some random young guy? Do you get Hit Boy like everybody else? <laughs> to me, it kind of makes sense. Number one, Griselda, these guys are older. Sure. Uh, yeah, and, of course. Right. And number two, like the production is like really open. And it like, I like the fact, the thing that I like about, what's the name of the record? The thing that I'm cool with about Good Night is it was like, it was Griselda or it was Westside's homage to Slick Rick as he tells a story. Similar right. to how Cool G you know, they're rapping like Cool G rap. Like, I appreciate stuff like that. I think that's really cool. Um, and then to have Slick Rick come on at the end, like, I, and I think he kills Ocean Prime, honestly. Like, I really like his verse on Ocean Prime. He's skating on that. I like it. It's like he knows what to do with those tempos versus Busta just being completely, you know, discombobulated. Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Slick Rick and, and Griselda is just, that is a, I, I like I like Slick Rick on a little bit faster of a tempo. Sure. And, and like, I don't think of him as dark and ominous. Yeah, th these beats, <clears throat> I'm sorry, though these beats were kind of dark and ominous, they weren't like, it wasn't like 98 Sabres. No, that's true. That's true. You, it, you know, one thing I, <laughs> one thing I realized as I was listening to this and thinking about, you know, what they're trying to do by bringing, you know, Beat Butcher in to try to like get them, you know, to try to keep the Griselda sound on a major label release the one thing that they haven't really figured out how to recreate correctly are like what I would call like the over the top vocal samples, mm -hmm. right? Like you listen to like, go listen to any of Westside's mixtapes and there's going to be some crazy chopped like vocal loop. You know what I mean? They haven't really gotten to that yet of trying to like bring in, I don't know, you know, call up, you know, soul surplus or whoever, you know what I mean? Like expand a little bit to try to get, that kind of a texture to the sound because like i think for me like when i hear this like yeah there's most of these beats are fine and there's good stuff here but like there's nothing audacious about these beats you know what i mean whereas like yeah. when i normally listen to a west side gun project there's almost at least one sample where i'm just like oh my goodness that was all praises for me interesting okay that was all praises all praises is crazy like all praises is crazy. I don't like that. Why right? is Boldy James on that? Well, yeah, I don't get Boldy James off, and I and I'm not I'm not mad at Boldy James, right. but like it's like the beat is really high, West Side Guns hooks really high, and then Boldy James just like brings it down. That could have just been like West Side Gun and Jadakiss, right? And and Boldy could have been on, you know, Good Night or Ocean Prime or something like that. Or big big boshes like one of these other records that's like kind of okay, but like I know I see like he's trying to put his people on and I respect it, but there was just there were other spaces where you could you could have put him at. So let me ask you this: so what is Chris like? Does Griselda just keep 
putting out like a bunch of projects. And then when hopefully we can get back to doing regular concerts, they just go tour all this stuff or what, what's for kind sure. of the, what's the move for them? Is that it basically just more of the same? I think so. I yeah. think so. I, I know, I know what side has said, and he's just said it recently. Like he's only doing one more album and it's the, uh, the Mad Lib album. And he said he's done after that. Um, which I think he shouldn't do just because like he needs a, he needs a tour. Like he needs to get on the road. People need to experience him and his, his shtick, his brand, all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't see Benny and Conway or Armani Caesar or Boldy James or Stove Guy Cook. I don't see these guys doing anything different. They're just going to flood it in the way that they've like positioned themselves. They're going to be a niche act for a long time. So there's always going to be an audience that rocks with them. You know, they I mean, God, like his merch sells out in seconds. People are using bots on it, reselling it on eBay for two, three, four times the value. Like that, that says something. Right. So I think that's what happens. But to my point earlier, like he clearly, they clearly did not like their, uh, their shady records experience. Mm. And I believe that this fulfills their contract with shady. Interesting. Yeah. They didn't, they did not. I mean, what did, what did they do? Yeah. And what did they get from it really at this point? Yeah, absolutely. I would want to know what I, I would want to know what rock nation did. I'm sure rock nation did something, but yeah, what did, but if if I'm questioning Rock Nation, I'm definitely questioning Shady Records. Mm. But nobody, like nobody, nobody under Shady Records has done well. Who's the best selling artist from Shady Records? Obi Trice, <laughs> D12. That for uh, you know those uh, those D12 albums did pretty well, right? Yeah, Devil's Night was the first one, right? Yep, yep. What 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 album was got some teeth on? <laughs> Obi Trice. Was that was that Obi Trice's first album? Yeah, <laughs> that that album is underrated. It it's not bad. It's not bad. It's not bad. But got some teeth. That's, it was like that's a terrible. Hey, it was terrible. Hey, we you know this is how Eminem sells records. So we're gonna right. get you to do the goofy single too. But I mean Crazy. the setup. Uh, let's see what else. Oh oh, look yeah. in my eyes. You know this. Yeah. You, yeah. I know. I hear you. Yeah, you got some. You got some good. Uh, you got some good. Uh, late sort of late G unit Dre sound run going on here. You know what I mean? Yeah, I hear you. You're not wrong. Yeah, but then you've also got a lot of Eminem beats. Yeah, I'm sure those were all over the place. <laughs> hey, want to use this Eminem beat? It's Eminem. <laughs> Now I want to hear "Look in My Eyes." "Look in My Eyes" is so hard. Anyway, um, what? Uh, oh, you want to talk about Twenty One Savage? Yeah, sure, sure. Just a heads up: I don't have much to talk about because I didn't really. I skimmed through, but I think there's some other things that we can talk about. So don't don't hold your breath for Armand. What do you think of this Twenty One Savage album? But we can talk about it for sure. So the album itself is good for what it is, right? Um. It's <laughs> there's some audacious moments. I really couldn't believe he had Morgan and Freeman talking about snitches and rats, which is truly <laughs> I don't even know where to start. Um, Twenty y'all, right? But you know the the first part of the project is strong is the strongest part to me. Running, I mm-hmm. like sliding. I like I like many men. Um, I definitely was not expecting a take it in blood sample. That came out of absolute nowhere. I was so mad at that. I knew you would be. I was so mad. Like God, I was you, right there. I, oh, you were mad. You were mad that they did it. You were mad that we didn't get it first. <laughs> yeah, like I just feel like that's a layup. Right. That's a layup. That's a layup. Um, I want to. I want to go back. Yeah, running yeah. is crazy. Yeah, running is dope. Running is really crazy. Like I think I just love the merge of like trap with sampling. Yeah, Metro is is quietly pretty pretty good at sampling on trap music actually. Mm. Um I went back and else, listen, I went back and listened to his uh to the Metro solo project from like 2 years ago or whatever. Uh-huh. There's some Yeah, he's got some samples there too that are dope actually. Okay. He goes he goes places occasionally, for sure. Okay. What else has he has he sampled? What else has he Yeah. Well, he did he did uh Father Stretch My Hands. I right? mean, he did the drums. Okay. Um, sure. 
but there's some random samples like even on this project right like let me i gotta ask you so what's your favorite song on here Running was the standout. Like, again, I, I agree with you. I feel like those first few records, Mini Men is the record he disses Jeezy, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like, yeah, those early records are the ones where I was like, that. that's what it was. That was my problem when I skimmed through this album. So, yeah, Running, Glock in my lap. The Drake record is in. Um, But, like, after Snitches and Rats, like, it falls off. And it falls off because, like, the songs start to run into each other. Yeah. It's like 21 Savage, we talked about this. Like, on guest appearances and small doses, he's actually really dope. Like, I enjoy him. I don't need to hear 15 songs from 21 Savage. Mm. I think that was the problem. When he's in his, like, there are points on here. There are times in this project where I'm like, you know, there's a real, like, almost like 90s Memphis thing going on here. Oh, God. All the all the youths are uh, are are uh, DJ Paul and Juicy J understudies. Well, I think it's the combination of the keys, some of these samples, the trap drums, but also even the way that he raps at times. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, yeah, it, there's a real, you know, I agree with you. I Yeah, exactly. Yep, for sure. Yep. I agree with you. I think there's, I think there's too much here, but I also think like I could probably go back because I thought about doing this. I should go back and make like, I need to make like a little playlist of like just I think you could put together like over the past couple of years a nice like lengthy a decent length playlist of like Metro and 21 together like they do they do work rather well together mm. um but um but but yeah you you mentioned the Drake record and what's what's funny to me is like so cuz Metro this album is projected to do 200k the first week that is crazy and I think it's projected to do 200K because of stuff like the people hear about, wait, he's got Morgan Freeman doing what on the project? Mm. Like mm-hmm. 21 is one of those artists who tw- like 20 years ago, he would have had like that Drake record is almost like a throwback kind of like, oh, here's my here's my crossover record. Mm-hmm. It's so out of place kind of. And even the Young Thug record to, to a certain degree, a little bit. But especially that Drake record, like 20 years ago, he would have had to make a video for that Drake record. And, you know, there would have it would have been like sponsored by Bacardi Limon or something like that. And, you know, like it would have been the whole thing. Right. But but now that song is on this project and it doesn't need to be in no one like that's not what's driving interest in the project. Mm-hmm. Right. What's popping up on playlists are songs like Running. You know what I mean? Or um or or other songs throughout the project, but like it's just it's he Tony Mo Savage is a great example of an artist who can kind of do his thing. And Griselda's another example, right? Like who can do his thing because of streaming. For sure. Yeah. Right? Like because we there's been artists like I mean, it's 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 kind of gratifying and it's 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 amazing to see like, oh, here's what an artist who is never gonna cross over. Mm-hmm. 21 Savage. I mean, the way that the charts work now, right? Because streaming is so has so bizarrely influenced it. Sure. Could 21 Savage appear on a top five Billboard hit at some point? Yeah. Because it's 2020 and anything's possible. But mm-hmm. like, that's not the same as like crossing over, right? Like 21, a 21 Savage record is almost certainly not going to be played on like pop radio anytime soon. Right. But like, he doesn't need to do that as a measure of success, right? Mm-hmm, he could just mm-hmm. put out Savage Mode 2 with Metro and he can put out another project and, you know, he could kind of do whatever and people love him for it. Mm-hmm. And like the artists that we loved growing up, they didn't always have that same freedom. That's true. You know, I mean, Wu-Tang kind of was able to put out singles that, you know, didn't quote unquote cross over. Mm-hmm. But they also, they sold numbers and they did fine, but they weren't like big J Pac level of success either. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. But like, it got me thinking, I wonder like a list of some other artists who really would have, that we might have grown up with, who really would have benefited from this streaming era. Okay. Yeah. Who you got? I mean, I think, I think uh, the whole Dipset phenomenon is completely, is like totally, totally different in streaming. Right. One million percent. Um, 
I think, um, I mean, goodness, you know, we talk about Griselda flooding the market. Imagine no limit. Yeah, dog. And they and they could just hit a button to upload. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Did we talk about the um how the what the hustle was that that how no limit hustle priority out all that money? A little what bit. What he was yeah. doing. He was shipping gold, but then like they weren't they in turn weren't selling gold. They were just right. shipping it. Right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah back yeah, in the sure. day, gold just meant that's how many like <laughs> that's how many uh albums the stores bought from you. Right. It's not how many handed ended up in the hands of consumers. Correct. <laughs> Which Correct. is quite a hustle. Yeah, dog. I agree. I agree. Um, Who else is on the list of, of artists? You know, I, I, I have a question for you, though. Yeah. So how do you think, because you can make a case that a lot of like the mixtape era would have greatly benefited. Oh, man. Um, that, that, you know, that Piff, live mixtapes, like those are the first streaming services. Sure. Uh, um, so I wonder what, like, I wonder how, like, how would a clue tape or a case lay tape have, have gone around? Like, would they have still been as powerful as they were under the, uh, you know, on Spotify? Um, even somebody like G unit who was putting out, you know, G unit radios every other week. Um, like how, how do those get to the level that they get to if it's not physically hand to hand? I mean, I think the physical hand-to-handness of them is a little overrated, right? Because I think if you're not in a major city, like if you live in the, like if, like, I mean, the it was the, I mean, the introduction of the internet made it so that eventually, if you knew where to look, anybody could find mixtapes, but mm-hmm. it still wasn't easy, right? Like we talk about like G-Unit radios and stuff like that because we were downloading them and stuff like that. But like, you know, average, you know, like not average, I mean, just like if you weren't in a major city you didn't have access to a major city. Like if you're living in the burbs, you live in the rural area or living, you're living in, maybe you're living in a major city that doesn't have a big hip hop scene or whatever, or a, a small city doesn't have a, a big hip hop scene or whatever. Like it wasn't always easy to get mixtapes. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I think, um, I think G unit would have, would have been able to come about it from an entirely different space. Right. Like they probably, I mean, that's kind of a different case because like 50 was such a hit maker. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. It was so different. Yeah. But like you were talking about like the 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 sort of the mixtape era. Like imagine an artist like Saigon. Yeah, I was thinking about Saigon and Papoose. Yep. Right. Saigon, you know, they he's just in the studio working with, you know, Alchemist or whoever else, just putting out he can put out whatever he wants. You know what I mean? Yep. He just definitely been, comes out in that era. I mean, that whole era of New York rappers that didn't pop. Yep. Right, they didn't pop because they were always looking for the big single. Yep. Well, what if you don't need the big single? Facts. What if it doesn't matter? Yep. And you know, I mean, this whole other generation of Atlanta artists that have been able to come up with streaming, they're all running with it, and they should. Yep. Facts. I'm trying to think who Agreed. else. I'm sorry, what are they like? I mean, it doesn't have to be New York artists. It could be like, obviously, artists from anywhere. But um, you know you. <sighs> Yeah, I don't know. Like, but I think you don't get the whole. You also don't get like the. If you want to talk about different coasts, you yeah. don't get the the hustle of the Bay Area or the hustle of like the te- you know the I don't know if the Texas era gets to be what it is without hand to hand. Sure. You know. You know. I don't. I don't. Of course, I don't think Slim Thug signs the Star Trek. But, right. He doesn't. But maybe he doesn't need to. Exactly. But also, if people don't need to buy the records because they're streaming it then they're not selling a hundred thousand independent and you know they're not riding around in Bentleys and Jaguars with no record deal, you know, unless cause they're cause they were double dipping. So they're getting the CD sales and they're getting show money. I was recently watching a Slim Thug interview where he was like, I was on the road regionally. Yeah. Um what do he say, like six sixty sixty weekends a year or something like that? Fifty to sixty weekends a year? He just had shows regionally. He just went around like the South and the Southwest. And every once in a while, he'd go to Florida or, you know, somewhere out West, Washington, Nevada, something like that. Um, So he's double dipping. He's getting that hand to hand money. He's getting the money from the mixtapes and he's getting the money from from live shows. That does that era does not happen. There is no there is no Paul Wall diamonds in my grill 
because they're not making the money to afford it. I mean, also, right, the regionalism, because the Internet wasn't wasn't what it is now, like the regionalism was different, you know? Absolutely. It's harder to have a regional sound now. So much harder. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. I think about someone like Twista. <laughs> really, I mean, somebody who, unfortunately, was kind of looked at for a long time almost like a gimmick. Mm-hmm. Right? Imagine his career if every time he makes a project he's not thinking to himself what is my his, his label's not like okay cool what's your single you know it means yeah. you know it it would have you know it, it means maybe they don't reach they don't spend the money or whatever for kanye so that they can get overnight celebrity but at the same time i felt like because twista you know 97 96 97 twista he should have had a whole next move but yeah he didn't really kind of yeah. disappeared for a bit pop up on guest appearances or whatever, but like, mm-hmm. you know, because I think the labels didn't know what to do with them. Yeah. A lot. Of, I think there's a number of artists like that. So I, I would love to hear from y'all if there are artists that you grew up with or that you remember from the past where you think, you know, you, you think to yourself, yeah, they really could have benefited from streaming. Absolutely. Yeah. Hit us up at CRS Podcast. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, So, is 21 Savage a bigger artist than maybe you and I realize if he's projected to sell 200K first week? Doesn't he have that Rock Nation machine behind him? Rock Nation, man. They're everywhere. Because I know, yeah, because Jay, you know, Jay helped him with his whole immigration stuff. I think I think he I think he signed the Rock Nation either before or after that. So you got that Rock Nation machine. I mean, you can, you you know, everything is. I think he hired the lawyer, but I don't know if he signed the Rock Nation. Could be it's a Takashi fine. thing. Listen, now between Meg and Takashi, I I believe everything. Rock Nation, <laughs> Rock Nation is behind everything. Anything that's like successful in hip hop, Jay Z is somewhere lurking in the bushes. <laughs> like, I see you. This Rock Nation artist, he's not on Rock Nation. The Rock Nation uh, uh, roster is gigantic. I'm sure. I'm sure. Casanova, really? Oh, of course. Yeah, everybody who's at the the Rock Nation brunch. <laughs> quite a, yeah it's such a weird list of i don't know random people of course hit boy because you know he's got all the hits boy <laughs> of course jay elect we're going to talk about just a sec oh J- yes wait jim oh, jones look, at, look on, at you look at you rapping jim jones is on is on rock nation no we're not going to ignore that we're going to jay elect <laughs> got to talking about him in just a sec look at you Should we need to do doc and armand like let me produce beats for you <laughs> but yeah yeah jim jones is on rock nation yes yes because he's always at the brunch and i remember him like giggling like a schoolgirl when he he, like he posted something when he was walking out of rock nation was like yo i'm officially signed to rock nation it's like yo you you did that you you beefed with him because you were a fan (laughs) like you didn't really hate jay like you really just wanted that attention all i'm gonna say is that when you when you buy when you when you buy your own beat setup, I look forward to your first beat being like, you know, the stereotype would say you're gonna you're gonna find some '80s R&B sample and flip it, but you know, I'm thinking, you know, we talked about him on the on the uh, on the pre-show for a random reason, you know, you could do like a trap version of Ice Ice Baby. You could really like <laughs> really go back. No, <laughs> <laughs> those te- those tempos are back though. Those Ice Ice Baby tempos are back. Yeah, especially on the on the TikTok. All the youths. Are, yep. are you uh, are you on the TikTok? Um, I am, but like I haven't done anything yet. I here's the thing about Instagram. I've been using Instagram Reels a lot lately, and one because they have the the algorithms wide open on it, so it's a really easy way to get your content out. Um, but I like the fact that it's thirty seconds and not fifteen. Hmm. I'm a little long winded. I need a few more seconds to get my point across. Okay. So I, I like the extra 15 seconds. It helps out a lot. So because of that, I haven't like migrated to, to, to TikTok. I go on TikTok, I find ideas uh, for content, and then I repurpose them for, for Instagram. You ready to talk about Jay Electronica? Yes, I am. Um, so why are we talking about Jay Electronica this week? What is going on? Well, um, a couple episodes ago, yeah. we talked about the, uh, the group buy. Um, that was forming for his infamously forever delayed Act Two album that was supposed to come out in what two thousand and nine, ten, eleven. 
somewhere in that range. And there are definitely, spoiler, there are definitely some songs in here I was like, oh, what a time. <laughs> For sure. For sure. And so that group vibe was getting stronger and stronger. And a couple records were leaking here and there. And then what was it? Was it Sunday morning? Yeah. Sunday morning, the whole album leaks. Um, there were some older, some people who've been on on the social media for a long time, you and I included, who were a little excited. Hmm. Um, more so just because it was one of those things that we thought we would never get. It's like a little brother album. Right. Um, and yeah, what what was the first thing? Because there's something that had to happen in order for you to properly listen to this album. Like this was clearly what? Like this was clearly like a like a leak leak. Oh, like, this well, was not a finished. Yeah. CDQ. So, so the um, the new thing, right, is that and uh, people are you know people refer to it as hacking, but we should we should probably talk about exactly what that probably means. I don't actually know. I'm not involved in it. But um, basically, somebody got so this this unfinished and it is very clearly unfinished um, project. Um, very. Uh, <laughs> Must have uh, must have been sitting like in someone's Dropbox somewhere or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody got access to it and so put it up for a group buy, which was uh, the the so this is a, an idea. I don't know if it originated with Kanye stuff, but it was certainly popularized with basically most of the Kanye leaks that you might have heard over the past like eighteen months. Those have all come out of group buys, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so. So Group I w- was was put up for it for uh, this is uh, probably oh goodness um, yeah like you said a couple weeks back uh, for nine thousand dollars <laughs> wow. and so it took uh, you know took a little while for fans to pull their money together and uh, for nine grand we got that people got the album so it's a really interesting twist upon how things used to leak right mm-hmm. but um. But yeah, you know, we're in, we're totally in the era of the group I now where, you know, because people are using stuff like a Dropbox or iCloud or whatever else that people are saving stuff in where it's all just someone's username and password. Right. So if you can, if someone t- tells you, hey, this is Jay Electronica's email address. Well, <laughs> there's all sorts of ways you can attempt to get at his password. Right. Um you could, you know, there are all sorts of, every so often, people. if you're listening to this, you probably get like an email from some company saying, hey, so we accidentally lost some of your your your, your data online. StockX had a whole big thing a mm-hmm. while back. Yep. I and, still say they stole their data. But it's all other and, and part of what happens is, um, a lot of times, is it'll be like, if it's a bad one, it'll be an email and a password gets leaked. And mm-hmm. so there are these big CSVs or spreadsheets basically that are that get traded online, which are basically, oh yeah, that's the Dropbox leak. Oh, that's the StockX leak. And it's like you it's like email and password, right? And so if you are the kind of person, and I'm not saying you are, and I'm not saying J Electronic is, but if one were the kind of person who uses the same e- the same password on multiple sites, that's how they get you. Mm-hmm. If you use the same email on StockX, that you do on your Gmail, that's very right. bad. Yep. Because that means that anybody who gets that spreadsheet, that 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 access to that file, they can just get to your email, right? Yep. Yep. So that is definitely a lot. I, I suspect that is probably how a lot of this works. Hmm. So right after the pretty quickly after the leak happened, um Jay Electronica, I think he's deleted these tweets now. But he said he was going to try to clear the samples and get it on title as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. And what do you know? It popped up on title what yesterday? The yeah the the next day. Yeah, which was insane. Right. Um, to get sample clearance because I'm like, yo, are you are you even making money off of this? Because if you're clearing samples, if you're clearing samples retroactively, then that means the the sample is they have the leverage. Right. I mean. First of all, do we actually think he cleared these samples? Strong, like, let's let's give him the benefit of the doubt, but mm. let's wink, wink, and and nudge, nudge, because these aren't. It's not like he's sampling like prints. No, right. You know what I'm saying like he's sampling like like very rare French 
records. Right. So. He's, he's sampling some unusual things for sure. Yeah. Yeah. The one thing that was interesting though is that this album was not mastered, but it was sequenced. Uh, it's not only sequenced, it's the same sequence that he had announced a long time ago. For sure. It's the same yeah, track but, list from 2012. But I mean, no, what I mean by sequence is like the songs run into each oh, other. So yeah. a song is fading out yes. at the beginning or at the start of another one. Yeah. Uh, you know, Jay Electronica uh, not only raps, but he he produces as well. I'm guessing these are like his roughs, basically. And he put the album together. Oh, uh, yeah. I've done that before. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he's probably been, you know, at time, I mean, probably not lately, but I, I'm sure for a while he'd be like driving around listening to this. You know what I mean? For sure. For sure. Um, so, yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> he's, we, we were talking about this via text. He's, he's signed to Rock Nation, right? Mm -hmm. But this isn't exactly put out on Rock Nation. It's put out through like, <laughs> uh, basically like a, an independent distributor that's like, somewhat associated with rock nation it's 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 a little confusing and weird but it sort of felt like the kind of thing where it's like basically who who can get this online as quickly as possible with the minimum amount of fuss mm -hmm. i don't know if there was like you know an all staff email that was sent maybe some slack channel where they said can someone please take care of this but they got it up pretty quickly <laughs> and here we are here we are crazy 2020 is insane oh my goodness man so did you listen to it oh yeah did I listen to it? I listened to it, and then I was like, well, this isn't mastered. <laughs> Can I fix uh, it? <laughs> say 1.5 doc is back. 1.5 doc also doubles as a remastered doc. Remastered doc, yeah. Um, it's, hard, it's hard when you're just given some MP3s, right? For you don't sure, have a lot to work sure. with. But yeah, you sure. can just like load if you have any audio editing software. You load the you load up the stuff, and actually, if you look at what got put in title, it's the same stuff. They didn't even try to like do anything with it. It's literally the same MP3s that leaked. Yeah, um, same bit rate even. Like it's not even like they went back and got the higher stuff from J Electronic off some like hard drive or whatever. Like it, I think it's actually the same MP3s. It's the same MP3, which is amazing. Um, twenty twenty. 2020 um, but like nobody's complaining about that except people like us yeah i mean his style isn't exactly known for being like crisp correct i don't want dj quick mixing j electronic <laughs> <laughs> but that being said you could all you have to do is listen to the version of of shiny suit theory on act two on title for the you know on act two for title and then go listen to it from a written testimony and you'll hear the difference mm -hmm. side by side for um sure. It was interesting that Shiny Suit Theory is on both. He really likes that song. I, it's a good song. Jay gave him one feature and was like, do, do work. Yeah. I'm not doing this again. <laughs> Even though he's listed as a feature on Road to Perdition, but it's a sample? It's, yeah, yeah it's his ad libs from success. I know. Off American Gangster. Oh, I know. Crazy. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, inf I'm informing the, the, the listeners oh, okay. who may okay. not know. Yeah. Um, so... What were your expectations when you when you sat down to listen to this? I had to do some work in the garage. Yeah. <laughs> so I took my phone outside and I was like, I'm just about to listen to this album while I while I clear this stuff out. I I, I got to do some work in a garage. Kind of sounds like a Jeezy a Jeezy line a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> got to do some of the work in the garage. Hey, yeah, it's newer Jeezy. Newer Jeezy. Yeah, not that's no. Oh five. Not Jeezy. Snowman Jeezy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I had zero expectations, you know. I'm I'm trying to keep my expectations low. Um, I was just expecting, you know, whatever. Because the funny part, again, like, we've heard half, if not more than half of this album. Sure. So I pretty much knew what I was going to get, like, a bunch of, you know, drumless loops and, <laughs> you know, Jay rhyming about how good he raps uh with you know spiritual slash religious undertones with odes to you know random uh social artifacts that's cool here's my here's my high level takeaway in this the the first half of this is actually kind of interesting okay the second half of this is a mess <laughs> but but that's exactly what we said about a written testimony mm, that's true that's exactly what we said that's true. Um, yeah, the first half of this is the sh is is pretty short, actually. Uh, mm -hmm. Like you know, there's a whole run of songs that aren't even two minutes here. Mm -hmm. But those are the but like there's you kind of feel you're going somewhere, 
after shiny suit theory, I don't really know. Like, there's a lot of uh, going on because I literally only listened to it that one time. Yeah, uh, it's hard. To, like, if you do you listen to it like on speakers or headphones? nah, I played it uh, like literally on my um on my phone. Oh, like through the phone speakers. Yep. The first time I listened to this album, I made the mistake of listening in the car. Oh, come on, Doc. I, you know I, was, I, mean. was, I was driving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would, I would is, go a little further. Did I like Memories and Merlot? I feel like I did. No, nah, that, 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 that's, not, that's not it for me. Um, no, no. No, um, no, no, no. I'm not going to throw it out after Shiny Suit Theory because Better in Tune with the Infinite is incredible. So I'll go. I'll, uh, I'll that's give you, okay. Nah, no. It takes way no. too long to get going. That's fine. That's okay. fine. That's that's fine. That song is beautiful. But yes, like yeah. After Shiny Suit, Suit Theory, Memories of Merlot, Letter to Fall- Fallon, Road to Perdition, Knights Bridge, Rough Love, Knights of the Round Table, Run and Hide, Ten Thousand Lotus Petals. Yeah, nah. What's good? that album's not done. No, Knights <laughs> of the Round Table. You get to the end of this and you're sitting there and you're like, are we, is he getting into like a renaissance phase? What's going on here? <laughs> um, Road to Perdition. It, it, first time I heard it, I was like, is this a Just Blaze beat? <laughs> it's a, no, it's a, it's a Just Blaze type beat. Of course. Yeah. 2017, yeah. for sure. And I'm not going to diss the type beats because I got records over type beats. I have no, I have no right. slander for type beats, but the Just Blaze type beats, they don't get right. Because they just sound like old Rockefeller records that like that was the sound back in the the early days of sound clicking mp3.com. There was a time where I would have loved Road to Perdition. For sure. For sure. 2020 is not that time. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a, it's a little dated. But like, I like Real Magic. Kind of like New Illuminati. Life on Mars... Uh, is like a, Life on Mars is crazy. Well, it's got the bound. It's got the bound one sample. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Um, and you even hear like the melody line from um, Charlie Wilson that he sings on Bound Two. Oh, is, really? Is like go if you listen to Life on Mars, like that's like the that's like like the, what he sings on Bound Two is the lead melody on Life on Mars. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yes, 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 yes. Um, agree. Yep. And I heard that I, and I was like, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Life on Mars would have predated Bound. Absolutely. I heard Life on Mars, shh, 08, 07. I heard that record a long time ago. Yeah. Maybe shortly after Exhibit, Exhibit C came out when there was like all of those mm. like J Electronica mixtapes, people really wanted an album. So they were just taking like the Lucy's that were out and putting them in, in as full mixtapes. Yeah. Putting them out as full mixtapes. Um. Oddly enough, I kind of like Bonnie and Clyde. I don't like the I don't like the hook. It's but so I don't weird. Know. It's weird. Yeah, it's weird. And then dinner at Tiffany's is so indulgent, but kind of works. I don't remember what that was. There's a real like I was listening to this and I, like when I listened to it on headphones uh, today again for another for one more run through one more run through. I was like, you know, this really reminds me. It it really is like that late. Oh, late 2000s kind of like mixtape stuff mm-hmm. like it really really like is of a time you know it's like it's not really polished I, f- I could so totally see like an alternate reality where this because this album was originally announced in 07 right and he, yeah. cl- and he and he said that it was finished in 2011 I could totally imagine myself listening to this in 2011 and you know, not a lot, maybe like, you know, not as much music coming out as there is now. And it like pops up on like a mix. He like puts out his own thing. I got to download it from like Zippy Share or something like that in 2011. <laughs> and I could totally yeah. see a world where I'm like, you know, the first half of it, like I, because I, where I, I talk myself into this being like a pretty strong project, actually. Like in 2011, I would have been all over this. Here, here, yeah. Now, there's an infamous story that Questlove tells. Um, where somebody pressed Jay, and it might have been Questlove, yeah. where he pressed Jay and been like, yo, why haven't you guys put out the Jay Electronica album? And Jay's response infamously is, there is no single. Yeah. And in listening to this album, as not done as it is, not that Jay Elect needed a single, I think Exhibit C kind of was like the downfall of Act 2. Mm. 
because they were probably like, we need another one of those. Right. Um, but I totally understand why this album never came out. Oh, for sure. If if we're talking about earlier, we were talking about um, people who did or did not benefit or people who could have benefited off of the streaming era. You 100 percent could put this out now. Um, if if now existed, then this totally would have worked and it would have been very successful. Yes. But back then, it was still like the old regime using new technology and didn't really know all that you could do with it. 100%. So because of that, yeah, they need exhibit D and E. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that, yeah, it's like ex- exhibit C is JLX like blessing and curse. He's always going to be able to live off of that record. But I think that's 100% the reason why this album never came out. I, I don't disagree. I think actually like, you know, the fact that this is out now on streaming... I mean, basically, if you're an artist and you have fans and you are sitting on old music that you have not released of any kind, there has never been a better time to put something out. Maybe not right now. Maybe you want to get set something up or tell people about it or clear some samples or whatever you got to do. But like, you don't need a single. You you can really just put music out and there are going to be people who want to hear it. Mm-hmm. You could just... Streaming, I mean, the the... the the barrier to entry is so is so low now. Yeah. Yeah. It's more now about your presentation. Yeah. It's more about your the days of music like sitting and I mean, God, like I I I put out I put out two two bodies of or two bodies of music last week. I put out a freestyle and then I appeared on somebody else's album. I did a uh, like a troll sort of response to a, a contest that Annie Minio was holding. And in the comments, people were like, yo, like you, uh, I was waiting on you to kill this or, you know, how come you didn't bring us the heat? I brought you heat two days ago, <laughs> twice. There was plenty of heat. I'm not doing this. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's all about the presentation now. And I'm learning that with the content that I've been creating in the last couple of weeks. Like it's all about the present. Well, I'm, I knew that, but I'm learning it differently, like personally, how it works for me. Because sometimes you get wrapped up in that old, that old way of thinking. Like, yo, I'm, I'm, I rap good enough to where they're gonna want to listen to me because I rap good. It's not mm. necessarily the case. I mean, it's also, the the, there's so much. I mean, so much, so much content, so much going on, right? Mm-hmm. When, when you something that you worked on is just another tweet that flies by on someone's timeline. Absolutely, Absolutely. it's hard Absolutely. to separate yourself. That's why I tell people not to overthink the music because I always tell people that are overthinking their content. I say, look at, look at how much content you, you scroll through on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. These are things that people have spent hours, days and weeks working on and you just scrolled over it. So why, why should you put all that brain power into, um, you know, why would you put all that brain power into like creating it and putting it out when people are just going to mindlessly scroll past it? And it could be the greatest thing in the world that could change their life. But they're not thinking of that. So absolutely. Put it out. Put it out. Do it. Put it out. Finish it. And as soon as you finish it, put it out. Figure out how you're going to garner attention to it and put it out. All of these things that I've been posting in the last week has been all revved up for Wednesday for the verses. But I haven't said anything about the verses. <laughs> but I'm drawing a lot of attention to myself. And when people see the attention that's on me, they're going to see the other stuff that's going on. They're going to say, oh, crap, he has a verses this week. That's pretty cool. And hopefully they'll tune in. And the thing is, like, you're trying to get people to tune in. But, like, that you'll now have a thing that you can continue to promote to somebody who missed it on the timeline the first time because maybe their alg- algorithm was telling them to go pay attention to something else. Yeah, And that... There's always going to be a new person who has never seen or heard your piece of art. Always. Yep. Always. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Agree. I wish you would master this project, though. Ah, we got yours. We're okay. (laughs) I do wish a mastered version was on title, though. Yeah. Like, because, yeah. But whatever. (laughs) Whatever. But, yeah. I. Oh, I did read somewhere that they... uh, what did they service? Oh, they serviced Road, Road to Perdition to DJs today. Really? Yeah. They're hoping that feature Jay-Z thing gets someone's attention. <laughs> you did a whole album with them. I know. 
with really good Jay-Z raps. I mean... Jay-Z made you... Jay-Z made Jay Electronica look like Marty Jannetty. <laughs> <laughs> made him disappear on his own album. Crazy. Could have serviced that Travis Scott record. Yeah. Yeah, I guess... Well, I mean, you know what they should... I mean, even though so much time had passed, they should have just serviced uh, Shiny Suit Theory. That's what everybody yeah. loves. As a, as a Lucy, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I agree. I forgot about the... I need to go back and listen to Written Testimony at some point. Yeah. Um, I, it, again, the first half is really, really, really good. Yeah. And I think... I think after Universal Soldier... It gets yeah, it's, it starts to... It gets a little slow. Yeah. Let me see. Yep. Yeah, well, Ghost, Ghost of Soldier Slim is so crazy. I forgot, about, I forgot about these song titles. Flux Capacitor. Yeah. The end of this is terrible. Um, though I do like APIDTA... Um, and I think Ezekiel's will is okay. Yeah, it's just long and slow. It's just long and slow, but yes. Um, especially, and that's jarring because of how aggressive oh, the yeah. first half of the album is. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, Ghost Soldier Slim is crazy. Crazy. We should have wrapped over that for uh, Black Jordans and White Sox, but that's fine. Ooh. That would have been crazy. Too late now. I was going to say, and I was going to say, and people can get that on. Oh, wait a minute. No, they can't. I'm but there, there's some, there is some Armand and Taylor music coming. You might hear some new music at this versus. Just, oh, really? just an FYI. Yeah, you might hear some. Might hear some. I hear a few things. A few things. Yeah, you know. Anything else you want to say about Jay Electronica? <sighs> no, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> Are you surprised they got it up so quickly on title? Very much so. Mm. Very much so. It it does lead me to believe. Well. Um, it's interesting because on on Act Two, on Bonnie and Clyde, they credit Sir Serge or Sergey Gaines yeah. Gainsburg, yeah. Gainsborg. So maybe they did clear. No. Maybe they were like, no, we need to clear this one. Nah, I don't. I really think they just uploaded it and, and, and said, let's see who's gonna pay attention. <laughs> Uh, for sure. Yeah, that's not dirty. It's not dirty. It's funny. It's not dirty. It's funny. Sure. Okay. Nah, nothing else about JLEC. I'm good. Okay. So one more time as a reminder for the good people, where can they where can they watch the verses? Uh, live kairoscom You can also go to ArmandWakeUp.com. You can also subscribe to me on YouTube because that is where we will be uh, servicing the stream from or sourcing the stream from um, any of those places will, will do you good. So no Instagram live, no Facebook live, no Twitch, none of that. One location, 7 p.m. Eastern. Fantastic. Thank you, everybody, for listening. As always, hit us up at CRS Podcast. Let us know what you think about the show. If you're a fan and you're not already a Patreon subscriber, now's a great time to join patreon.com slash CRS Podcast. And that's it for this week.